Hey there, V2X Nation and friends. This is Hope Skibitsky, the Learning and Development Manager at V2X. And you're with us here on Converging on Leadership, the place where we use transparency, vulnerability, and lessons learned to develop ties with our leadership to help us better serve all of our internal and external customers. Hey, podcasters. Can you picture yourself with a challenging, rewarding career as a commercial and defense contractor? Maybe you're already working for V2X and would like to expand your horizons with a new opportunity, or you're interested in getting started with us. V2X is here for you. We have a wide array of job openings, some for those who want to support the United States military warfighters, and for those of you who are interested in the ultra-secure world for one of our country's three-letter agencies. We pride ourselves in developing our employees for future opportunities. Did we mention we have locations and positions all across the globe? If you are interested in a rewarding profession that pays well with competitive benefits, check out our website at gov2x.com careers. Welcome back, V2X Nation and friends. We're glad to have you. And today we are with our brand new CHRO. And Joanne B. Orenson is going to tell you a little bit about herself. And we are going to talk today about leadership transition styles because you're transitioning into our company. Welcome, Joanne. I am. Thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you, first of all, and really glad to be here. Um, yes, you're right. I've been with V2X now two months and two days. Ooh. So, very much uh, brand new to the V2X Nation. Um, So I have spent uh, 25 years of my career in human resources and predominantly in the government services area. So uh, this uh, V2X Nation is very near and dear to my heart and the mission that we have here. So uh, like uh, a lot of people in HR at my generation or older, I fell into HR. It was not my planned course of study. Uh, I tell many people when they ask me how I landed in HR, I was a failed pre-med student. So oh, I no. went, uh, <laughs> uh, my dreams were dashed of being a doctor when I got to organic chemistry and realized that that was probably not a profession for me. And luckily for me, right out of college, joined an organization that had phenomenal development programs and found a passion in HR through those development programs. So they say the rest is history. Uh, went on to get advanced degrees in HR, have traversed a multitude of different areas of HR mm-hmm. by you know, self-propelled uh, development uh, uh, assignments. And uh, here I am, 25 years later, now coming to V2X. Very excited to be here um, and excited to learn all the more about about what we do. Well, we're glad to sweep you up, and we're super excited to have you on the team. Feels like you bring a lot of excitement to what we do. Coming through the door, though, I mean, as big a transition as it is for us to get a new CHRO, the people person, it's a big transition for you, too. And so when you walk through the door, most leaders have a style that says, I'm either going to sit and watch for a little bit or I'm going to come in and turn the ship around. So what's your style? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for every leader, right, that's going into a transition, it really is situational dependent, right? It's, you know, there are moments where I've made a leadership transition that was, frankly, of rotational assignment. It was for my own personal learning, and luckily for me, usually those assignments were by virtue of an organization that was well-matured, running well, and it was my opportunity actually to learn from those that were underneath me and around me. 
So in those types of situations, it's a lot more learning and listening. Not to say that there wasn't, you know, my brush of uh, being a leader and putting uh, my footprint on it at some point. Um, But you have to remember, okay, what is the purpose of this and what is the expectation? It's a calibrating that situation. Now, flashy, there's also situations where you come in and it may be there was void of leadership or there was a direction change that was needed because, you know, there's a strategy change and the expectations are different, right? But I would say even in that context, the first and foremost is to learn, you know, Mm -hmm. your environment. And so, you know, even for me coming into V2X, yeah, I've done this for 25 years. I've done a multitude of transitions and transformations but I don't know how it's, it should be done at V2X until I take the time, as I'm doing right now, to get out and about, to talk to people, to understand the day in the life of, to understand why are things the way they are, right? I, I certainly have seen it from other perspectives. Well, contextually, there probably was a reason why something is the way it is. And before making any sort of decisions about you know uh, the go forward, understanding that's really important. So even in that perspective, right, still some of those baseline things in any transition is to go around and listen and learn. It's just the sense of urgency mm-hmm. and the ultimate, you know, could there be change probably has a higher likelihood when you're in a situation where, frankly, that's a premise for, for the leadership change in the first place. You make a great statement by saying, you know, I, I know a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I don't know all the things in this particular context. Right. So I've got a lot to learn. And I think that that, that vulnerability demonstrates for other people that it's okay yeah. to not know everything right up front, especially when you're transitioning into something new. So when you move into something new, because you've transitioned through companies over the course of your career, what kind of things might inform you to maybe slow a little bit and watch longer or, hey, these are things I absolutely have to take action on? Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's you know, I would say there's no one-size-fits-all answer to that, really. You have to pulse out uh, the situation. So, um, you know, I, I smile because I'm thinking of my team, you know, for the past 60 days, I've been asking a lot of questions, right? And so, um, you know, I I tell them all, this isn't me trying to, uh, you know, go down a path. I'm not leading the witness here. And a lot of times, some of the questions I'm asking are rhetorical because I'm also challenging them to say, okay, step back. If you were king or queen for a day, you know, how would you be doing things differently? And this is an opportunity space for them. Um, So all that said, you know, um, know, from that perspective, again, it's situational on what is most appropriate. being vulnerable, I like that term that you use, right, to say, hey, I'm not all-knowing, and coming to that realization, not making assumptions, which is always hard, right, when any leaders come in, I've been there, done that, and I've seen this before, and it's going to work here, you can't always make that, because there is broader context, culturally, um, business-wise, yeah, I will say the great thing, I why I joined V2X is the great diversity of the type of work we do, it inserts a lot of complexities that I may, may have not seen before. And so asking those questions, making sure that any uh, directional decisions that are needed are putting that into context. And that takes a lot of question asking and learning along the way. Well, I think people learn a lot by modeling, right? And so you're modeling a certain optic and I'm watching what you're doing. And so even if I'm not intentionally sitting down with pen and pad, figuring out what you're doing, by seeing the way that you interact with people, asking questions, oh my gosh, good leaders asking great questions, right? Probing deeper. I think that kind of stuff informs how we follow too, because, you know, you're you're new to us and we're new to you. And so I think it's a really great opportunity for us to learn together. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. a great point. I mean, it is, um, 
that's part of a leader, right, is setting the tone. I think a part of it, too, in that context is empowering, right? And it's so sometimes if um, subordinate leaders see that, here's my chance and my opportunity, hopefully that's also what a new leader brings to the table. Right. It's setting the stage, setting the environment of, okay, again, that's me asking the question, if you were king or queen for a day, what would you do differently? Well, let's, you know, this is our chance. Let's, let's talk about that and see if we can't possibly go down that path. That's right. And so as V2X, we have a lot of like history. We had this conversation before, like all the amazing backgrounds that have come together now to create this new company that we are. And so there's a lot to be learned in that. So while we're transitioning, you're transitioning in with us. And I think it's a perfect time for us to bring on a new leader and have you help us work our way through a lot of the stuff that is people. And that's your specialty. So when you're looking at this transition, how might you capitalize on your experiences to help us, you know, maybe see things through some of the, the lenses that you bring and make us better leaders for both our customer and our internal customers? So I guess internal and external customers. How do we, how do we garner from you all the things that you bring without literally just probing you crazily? What kind of things can you just throw out at us and say, yeah, hey? Yeah, yeah. Well, first and foremost, right, I, I think um, it's always nice to have the perspective of others that have been through them. By the way, I'm not the only one, right? I know within the walls of V2X, many people through their career have been through mergers, acquisitions, changing of a contract from one to another. Um, in all of those cases, right, it's always nice having somebody that can at least come in and say, we're not crazy, right? This is absolutely um, to be expected and to, you know, level set that mindset that, hey, you know, it don't shy away from the tough stuff, right? It is normal to have to go through the tough stuff. So first and foremost, it's bringing that perspective. Um, for me, it's, it's bringing another viewpoint, right? Another viewpoint. And so um, like we were discussing, right, this is a great time for V2X, right? And any organization going through bringing in new people, it is bringing diversity of people and thought and backgrounds. And it's an opportunity space. And V2X is in a fantastic space right now that it's coming, you know, pulling together all these large entities that had their way of doing things. And instead of seeing it as a, you know, pointing the fingers of, oh, you know, this is what's bad, let's start pointing the fingers and say, hey, this is what's good, right? And throw everything on the table and say, hey, whether it's from legacy organizations that we are all coming together immediately or even from our further in our backgrounds, right, we have all seen a lot, um, and we likely have seen different ways of doing things. And this is our chance. This is a great opportunity right now because everybody's got the mindset of, hey, we should consider what's the best of all our worlds. So um, if anything, I'm bringing that additional perspective. My role in all of this is to facilitate that discussion, to remind ourselves that, hey, maybe the way we always did things right now is the opportunity to take pause and say, but should it be? That's right. We are now a $4 billion company, right? We are all over the globe. We, our diversity of our portfolio is vast. Amongst all of our experiences and backgrounds, there might be a better way to do things, and this is our chance right now to do that. And I know that all the leadership at the senior level is in that mindset. They're all in. They're energetic. And they're seeing this as our opportunity to take that pause moment and say, huh, Let's kind of reset ourselves. I love that. And I love the positive lens that you just swapped on that because sometimes people forget that you can, in fact, motivate, inspire, and direct people through positive reinforcement versus like negative transaction. And so coming in and saying, you know, not what is it that you've 
you've done wrong or doing bad, but maybe let's reinforce some of the things you're doing good because in our company, we have a lot of really young folks that fleet up into brand new leadership positions. So how do you help those folks use that positive spin or what what lens do you recommend they walk in with if it's their first leadership opportunity and so it's new for them and new for their folks? What advice might you give them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's always great to see someone flighting in their career, right, and flighting up. I will say one thing that I've learned and probably a lot of us have learned, right, through our leadership is as you go further up the chain, you realize that feedback is golden, right? Feedback for a multitude of reasons. Your purpose as a leader to give feedback, right, is to make the organization better, but it's also self-reflective. Sometimes you're feeling on you. And so being able to divorce yourself of personalizing that, and, you know, this is a context of not only somebody fleeting up, but even in the situation that V2X is going through right now with bringing all the entities, we have to have an open mind and we have to be, you know, receptive to the feedback, right? And it's not a personal front. And that can be hard, hard sometimes because maybe we might question a way we have done things, right? And you may have been the author of that, right? That's right. But to, to level set back, um, so for any leader, you know, it's that feedback, it's that mindset of just because it worked then doesn't mean it's going to work forward. It's that feeling of, okay, I'm okay with constant evolution, right? Um, and to say this is my opportunity space to learn, to learn the situation, and maybe to do something different, right? irrespective of what may have happened in the past and irrespective if I had a hand in it, right? That, hey, somebody may have a better idea than me, right? And to learn from each other is to always have that learning mindset Um, because, you know, along the way, you actually may get a new skill set and a new way of doing things, right? And that's good for all of us. You feed my soul in this because I think, like, there's that old adage that your IQ will get you hired, but your EQ will get you fired, right? And so when we think about leadership, you have to think, what am I garnering from the people that I'm leading and how can I help them be better? And so you mentioned that some of the feedback you're getting, you have to temper because it's your own. And so I read a great book um, called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, And she doesn't just talk about women, but men too, where they have this self-invasion of people are going to think I'm a fraud, right? Where I think that you're talking about coming in and just sort of being you and your authentic self will help people open up to you and it will garner, you know, trust and create relationships. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, well, um, first and foremost, and you read these books and I feel it's very much true. Um, As you ascend further up in your career, feedback actually becomes less, That's right. right? And so it's kind of a lonely feeling as you send up and you realize how valuable it is. Um, at the same time, when you get that feedback, it can, it's, it's tough. It's absolutely tough. And I say that you know, through my career, I still get it. And I have to sometimes and remind myself, don't take this personally. Don't take this personally, right? It's, it's really, really tough. But it's, um, you know, for your own development perspective, think about the opposite, right? If you've not to set the stage to be receptive to it, people won't give it to you. And therefore, you won't know if you're doing well, the organization's doing well, until it's too late. You never want to get to that point. So um, it absolutely, and through all of leadership development, right, you have to be very, there's EQ, but it's all self-awareness, right? Self-awareness and taking pause of that, um, realizing, again, that if you're not setting the stage that people can come to you for this, whether it's your team or your mentors or what have you, your boss, um, you're going to be flying blind and it will be too late, right, to course correct in a lot of ways. So um, I think if I were to give anybody advice is really to think about that, right? Are you setting the stage to make it an open environment where you can be receptive to the feedback? Because, you know, as you go further along, 
you're going to get less of it. That's right. No, that's 100%. And sometimes when you get the feedback, it's all unicorns and rainbows, right? Because people don't want you to think something's failing on their watch, right? Yeah, so that's fair. You know, give us a little bit of that vulnerability we spoke about earlier. Can you think of experiences or a time when you transitioned into some some new leadership position where things went amazingly well or when maybe things didn't go quite so well that, you know, we learn as much from the good as we learn from the bad? Yeah, I think... Um you know, that's a great point. Again, you know, I can almost kind of plot out through my career when you become that first-line supervisor versus the mid-tier versus the executive level, right? And I, I could probably spend all day on all the lessons learned throughout my career. I think, you know, but on balance at a, at a very high level, you know, as you're in the earlier career stages of leadership, right, it is more tactical. It's, it's more about delivery and execution. But as you ascend up through that and go through transitions where you're leading teams of people and you're leading leaders, the flavor of it looks very different. And so the EQ becomes extremely important. Not to say it's not important everywhere, right? But as you navigate, the stakeholder sets are larger. um, And, you know, you have to spend a lot more time, I would argue, on relationship building, right? As you, you, you ascend further up. Again, still a common theme. It's just the balance of your time spent. And part of that is is because you're also dealing with more complexities, right, as you go further up in larger stakeholder sets. So the relationship building isn't just for a nicety to make sure that I can get buy-in or whatever, but it's legitimately, as I talked about earlier, to make sure you're understanding now the complexities of everything that's underneath your purview. It's really, really important. So um, I will admit that, you know, I didn't realize it kind of that mindset of what worked for you before. It may not work for you uh, moving forward that I've had to learn, particularly as my role has gotten more senior, more complex, that I have to carve out the time and make sure that on top of the tactical things that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis that are escalating to you, you have to carve out the time to make sure that you are touching base with all your key stakeholders to pulse check the direction you're going and then also formulating that relationship. So if you do want to make a change, right, and make that decision, that you've kind of established that rapport and credibility with um, those stakeholders. No, that's good. And I like that you've mentioned two times in this conversation that that proverbial pulse check, right? Um, and the reason why I think that that is so good is we have folks that maybe fleet into a position because someone else sees something in them they don't yet see in themselves. And so when they first transition, they tend to still be more of the doer than the leader. And so the pulse check might say either, come on, y'all, like step into the new role or... Um, don't abandon the old role completely because you still have to be the subject matter expert if you're going to lead people through the thing, right? Um, until you fleet up to a certain level and then the subject matter expertise is no longer your responsibility. It's the leadership that matters. So how do you help someone make that initial transition and and feel good about it, even if maybe they were reluctant to take it on. Yeah, that's that's a really hard one. In fact, I would say that's probably the most common challenge we have with folks um, is, you know, they, they're a great tactician and then flighting them up. Um, it does take coaching to, as people ascend, to remember that your role becomes more of a leader. And therefore, what becomes more important of your role is the way you develop, resource, and use your team. Right, so um, that is that requires that that leader lets go 
of those things, but they have to first and foremost have the right team in place. Um, so I would say that, you know, again, my personal journey is that's a, been a lesson learned for me. Um, but I argue that for everybody that is ascending the leader, you have to take pause and say, okay, I need to start letting go of the details, but here, let me hire people that are good, if not better than me. Let me put faith in them to do it, and I will pulse check, right, to make sure that the things are going uh, well along the way. But they, you, know, you definitely have to start with uh, letting go of that day-to-day. We're going to talk more about that, and I appreciate that seriously. So we've kind of wrapped up everything we were going to touch on in this particular topic, and so I wonder, is there anything we left on the table that you would like to discuss with our audience? No, no, I just want, you want to thank you and Randy and the whole entire, uh, you know, d- development team, um, you know, V2X is going great places, um, and it's really, you know, critical for us to continue to invest in our leaders um, and uh, develop our leaders, right, because it is a new ball game. It's great, exciting times, mm-hmm. and more to come. Well, thank you for joining us in V2X Nation. We'll have you join us again when we have Joanne on, and we talk a little bit more about what she has to bring to us. Please subscribe to Converging on Leadership on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash V2X dash Inc. And please let us know what you think of our show and what future topics you'd like us to cover. Converging on Leadership is produced by K Global and brought to you by V2X. V2X transforms operations and sustainment for government and commercial clients worldwide through operational support services, training, and converged environments that integrate physical and digital infrastructures. Learn more at gov2x.com. And until next week, I'm Hope Skibitsky, and thanks for listening.